Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 130 of All You Hearing Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Patrick, and joining me today are my three spooky co hosts. Hello, it me, Pooped Pant Colt. It's me, Wailing Wenzel. It's me, it's Jingle Jangle Jongle Jingle Jongle. You could have said J Horror Jonathan. Oh, shit. But I like what I said better. I mean, yeah, I like it too. That really jingles my Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it means I'm mad. Oh, okay. That's not what I got you from just, that. You just start hearing the noise of metal scraping oh, on gonna... teeth. Don't you know that's the most erotic sound in the world? Uh, according to that fucking movie. Apparently, the, like I know we're jumping ahead. We, don't, we haven't even talked about the movies yet. The character for that movie is called the Metal Fetishist. Yes. Like, that's it. That's all you have. <laughs> well, you're probably wondering what movies we're talking about. Well, we'll be discussing three Japanese horror movies in this episode. And we'll start off with Haosu, or House, uh, released in 1977, directed by Nobuhiro Nobuyashi. And it's about a young girl who seeks to get away from her her father and his bride-to-be by taking her six friends to the countryside to visit her aunt at her house. But over the course of this vacation, mysterious and horrific things begin to unfold. Yeah. This movie's batshit insane. Like, not like the insane of like, it's like, it's just off the wall, like, weird. Uncanny. It makes sense. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah, it makes so weird intuitive emotional sense more than a logical like progression of events. Yeah. Like like three of us, Pat, Colt and me, we didn't we never seen these movies before. We don't we didn't know anything going in. Jonathan was the only one that like uh was this your first time seeing House? Uh, yeah, this was my first time seeing all of them. I just saw them twice. Today. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we, we, but I should say we all came in with fresh eyes, so no prior research or knowledge was done beforehand. And fuck me, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I'm very glad <laughs> that I didn't do any research <laughs> because because yeah, like the other movies, at least from my experience, like Tetsuo and Audition, the movies we'll be talking about later. I had an idea, and especially with Audition, I knew where that movie was going because I had the it spoiled the fuck out of me. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I remember, uh, but. But with House, the only thing I knew was someone gets eaten by a piano and that that awesome, like, DVD cover from Criterion with the, the orange yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah, like... I've been wanting to see this movie for years, and I'm so glad I finally like got that, it. Like, that cover is so iconic because it's just, it's like... It, 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 I don't know, it just looks awesome. Like, whoever designed it, like, give him a round of applause. Like, good job. That was great. And uh, you see that imagery uh, later in the movie towards the end with the fucking cat, which the whole cat uh, music scene solo. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. When he's jumping on the piano. Like, no, like, no qu- fucking question. Easily. Easily. One of the best scenes in cinema ever. Wow. <laughs> 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 Unironically, yes. I mean, yeah, it was great. It was like, because it was like, meow, meow. <laughs> I can't even fucking remember it now. Because, like, like... It, it's, it's very hard to try to paint a linear discussion of the movie because it's such 
an off the wall movie because it starts off as kind of like this almost treacly saccharine film about these high school girls like you know going on this like trip and this in the and the main character named Gor- nicknamed gorgeous because all the characters in the movies have like a, a very like odd and but specific nickname yeah and uh, gorgeous takes her friends off the countryside because she's like upset that her father became betrothed while he was away for work and so she goes to meet up with her long lost aunt and just over the course of the movie, like over the course of like the intro, like they explain like her aunt's her aunt, her mother's story, how like the aunt was in the World War Two. She had like a, a fiance, and he went off to war. He never came back, and she was she was gonna wait for him forever. And, it's, and all the girls find this very romantic. And we, but as as you sort of meet the girls, they are so very they have a character that's very sort of one note, like it's very based off of their name. Like you have gorgeous, sweet, fantasy, kung fu. Mac and Prof. Professor. Professor. The big one for me out of all those names that I can't really get is Mac. I'll give you a second to guess what that is as a listener. What do you think Mac means? (laughs) What do you think her character is? Did you think fat bitch? Then you got it. Because they treat her like shit. This whole movie, like, wow, you are a fat bitch. No, like that, like literally, like any time she's like eating, they're like, oh, you love to eat, man. You have such an appetite, and it's like, and the thing is too, she's literally the same size as them. Like she is not any different. Like if anything, her size is probably close to Melody. And, like, Melody was just as small. Like, they're all small. Yeah, it, I, I didn't get the whole, like, you need to stop eating, you fat bitch. Like, I mean, granted, they don't say it They like don't that, say that, but, but that's like, what is communicated. It's just, yeah, it's just really funny because, like, the entire time we were making jokes, like, they're just like, ah, oh, you obese whore. <laughs> like, like, just all, like, just passive, aggressive insults to her. And it, it just made no sense whatsoever. And, uh... And yeah, like each each character kind of like follows like one note in that like uh, gorgeous is kind of uh, vain, I guess. Well, I'm not sure she's really vain, but she's like she's she's definitely uh, singled out as like the most like beautiful, beautiful, yeah, pretty like, fashion sense. She's always putting makeup on. Uh, and in fantasy, for some reason, it never occurred to me why she was called fantasy until I realized, oh, because she's always thinking about. Her, uh, her fucking uh, teacher. Oh, what was his name, Mister Togo? Togo, yeah, which yeah. is like they're like he's so manly. Fucker has mutton chops. That ain't manly. That's yeah. just fucking stupid. He got his yeah. ass stuck in a bucket, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and and, and God, it's just like it's like they paint him movie. as like a knight in shining armor. This fucker, uh, like Colt said, fell down some fucking stairs, got caught in a bucket, almost got hit by a fucking car, all within the span of like a minute. <laughs> that whole scene where he's falling down the stairs took me by surprise. That like, would take- I wanted to laugh, but I couldn't breathe. So that scene, it was like stop motion where they took a photo of him sliding on his ass all around in front of the car. Uh, you know, I want to say uh, all almost all of these movies, except for maybe Audition, used stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, two out of three. Yeah, two out of three. Yeah, like Tetsuo... You- the way that the with that movie being so effects heavy, you kind of have to. Yeah, for sure. For the time, but like I don't know, it, it, with this movie, it was just so charming the effects, and it yeah. seemed like this movie used every fucking trick in the book that was available. Ooh, that, that is something to interesting. Cause I did I did some reading, and it, 
with House or Houseu, however you how do you, how do you want to pronounce it, the, uh, the director Nobuyashi he made a deliberate attempt to make the effects the way they were, like intentionally yeah. sort of low grade and intensely sort of almost, and his words like a child had made it. Yeah, because yeah. uh, there's definitely different sequences in the movie where like. And, you know, as the girls are in the house and they're like, they meet the aunt and she's sort of like, she's obviously kind of off from the beginning, kind of like, okay, something's up with this old lady. And over the course of the movie, like the girls are sort of picked off one by one by the evil energies in the, in the house. And like, as they are sort of like dismembered and like, uh, like sort of killed by the house, like it's always increasingly weird ways and it's, it's, it's always presented in like really strange effects yeah no like when we say dismembered these girls are dismembered oh, the yeah. first girl mac surprisingly she dies first uh they realize she dies the first the person who finds out she dies is fantasy because she picks her head out of a well and then from there it goes into uh into sweet which we don't really. She was what smothered by mattresses. Or she uh, was okay, you buried the lead with the Max death. You didn't talk about the part. Oh where my bad. Her my bad. fucking head just comes to life and bites Fantasy's ass. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Keeps up blood and then disappears back into the well. Yeah. Never to be seen for the rest. Never. Of the movie. And then and then Sweet just for some reason spends the entire night staring at a fucking doll and gets attacked by mattresses. And for some reason, magically, all of her clothes come off and she's gone. <laughs> and that's how she died. Uh, and, and then the girls go in there to, like to find like where is she? Yeah, they just pick up her underwear and just start sniffing like. Yeah, Mel- Mel- <laughs> Melody's like it stinks. Like, oh, okay, that's nobody's business. But okay, uh, and then she go- evacuated her bowels when she died. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't want to get into that. Uh, you don't any- want to get in the minutia of Japanese teenage girls dying and evacuating their bowels. No, Jonathan, I don't want to. I didn't want to. No. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into more death. Uh, Melody gets eaten by a fucking piano. (laughs) (laughs) That that was my favorite sequence. No, that was a great scene because, like, literally, like, she. At first, she gets her fucking fingers bitten off. Which she doesn't react until, like, her hand gets bitten bitten off. Which is, like, why? And then it, like, slowly goes from that, or it goes from that just to the whole fucking piano taking her in and during that process she loses all of her clothes for some reason it's just how it is when I, you I mean die. I guess I guess you could chalk up to the piano like tearing that shit off but even then like and it's a weirdly sexual scene too yeah because like the entire time she's popping in and out of the piano like ah like getting eaten and it's like like, her head comes out and says ooh that's naughty or something yeah Yeah. oh because no because there's a shot where we see straight up like in like up her what would be her skirt or something it's fucking weird and then oh man who else dies oh yeah later it's the fucking best character Kung Fu Fu. there's a bit of a gap after the first three girls die like the other girls get wise oh this house is fucking haunted or whatever (laughs) And then um, Gorgeous, she's kind of been like slowly possessed by, by the her, spirit of the ant. Cause like yeah. Each, cause each time a girl died, the ant became like more and more mobile, going from a wheelchair to like walking and fucking dancing. Like she disappears into the refrigerator, hops onto the banister, and starts dancing. And then she has like this knowing look to camera. And then she, and that's literally the last time we see her in the movie. Yeah. Which I did enjoy that because again, we get the cat scene from that. But just that, like in general, was like. That was, like, genuinely, like, uh, creepy. Because in that moment, like, 
we're given a shot where it's from the from the uh, the banis the banisters. Yeah, like we're she's, getting, so she's in she's in the rafters. Well, we, the rafters. Well, we get a shot from the rafters, but uh, it's when Fantasy and Professor are like cleaning or something, and the only one to see what she does is Fantasy because as soon as Fantasy turns around, she goes right into her fucking refrigerator, and then she's and Fantasy screams, and like that that was definitely like in a for me unsettling. But, this whole movie had a bunch of like creepy, unsettling parts. Like even even with, though we're laughing and like joking with it, but it has some creepy. Oh, well, for sure. Well, what one thing that makes this movie just so unsettling is how uncanny everyone acts in the movie. Yeah, like the girls are like completely oblivious, and and that's for like you know thematic reasons. But like no one is acting quote-unquote and and the whole movie doesn't even start out normal like normally with when you get these kind of more experimental uh kind of abstract movies like this there's usually like a lead-in to the crazy this movie starts out fucking insane and just does not stop it just gets more horrifying yeah um but on top of that like the score never changes it's constantly like effervescent and yeah just like light and fun-hearted while a, this girl is literally getting eaten by a piano yeah i think i think the fact that there's like a single lay motif played like ad nauseum the whole movie that sort of like indicates just the insanity and like of, of the setting because mm-hmm. there's, there's one song that's played throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie repeatedly yeah. and it's almost just like this um like a madness mantra like you know how you see in movies people going crazy repeat as a single line over and over and over again and this and that's kind of like in the background of the movie it's the movie slowly going insane because it's just repeating this one song over and over and over maybe again. the house is crazy yeah 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 that's it's constantly uh replaying which uh i liked it i i would say the the, the soundtrack the sounds of this movie was very good very yeah good. um but I want to go back to my favorite character, Kung Fu, who just <laughs> yes. at at any time, total badass, beat the shit out of anything, breaking their the girl's aunt auntie's shit, like does not give a fuck. And then at some point, she fucking loses her skirt, decides to never put it back on, and is just running around the fucking house with panties. Like, okay, whatever, be you, girl. And then later, she fucking dies. But the way she dies is that when the house, when the we're getting at the we're getting towards the end and the house is like officially going absolutely fucking insane. It's just it's gorgeous, but she's possessed. It's kung fu professor and fantasy together, and kung fu's fighting. Uh, and then at some point, one of the lamps uh, from like the ceiling lights comes down and eats half of her body. But at that moment. Uh, Kung Fu's legs still are in a kick stance, and they kick the fucking uh, cat, cat picture painting. frame because uh, cat painting because apparently that was the weak spot, which was proved to be wrong because out of that a ocean of blood comes out, and in that ocean of blood they're they're drifting, and then Professor just happens to fall in, and she for some reason loses all of her clothes, and we get some like shots of her swimming and twirling and doing flips in the water, and it's like okay. Whatever. Whatever, and she dissolves, and that's the end of Professor. And then finally, we get to fan uh, fantasy. Who? How does she die? I don't remember. So I, she, I, we I never don't... see her die, but it's pretty. It's pretty heavily implied Plied. she's killed as well because fantasy is Gorgeous's best friend. They're, they're introduced together at the start of the movie, and 
I guess like the house is filling with blood and like Gorgeous is, is now like the heart of the house. She's now the, the epicenter of the, the cursed energy and fantasy sort of like washes up to her on the stairwell. It's like, oh, uh, you, you survived. We're, we're together now. And then the movie cuts away, like I guess it cuts away and then you see her, I guess, who, who the woman who would be her, Gorgeous' stepmother driving to the countryside to the house to meet her as she said at the start of the movie. Like, I'll give her time to herself and maybe we can have some... We can yeah. sit down and discuss our, you know, our future lives. And then the stepmother arrived at the house and like, apparently gorgeous. She's house about normal. Gorgeous is like in our, our like a, I guess kimono. She yeah. Might search that mother ran and then possibly kills her too. Because she, she, uh, which her stepmother always has a breeze blowing no matter what, no matter what, no matter, no what. matter what, but she, in always, the, she knows how to catch, you know, you catch your light. She catches her wind. Oh fuck. That's a good yeah. ability. We skipped over a very important. No, no, day. no. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to get to that. We're going to get, we're going to get to that. Anyway, okay. uh, with her, there's, a um, she makes uh gorgeous makes like a hint that, uh, all the girls are still sleeping, but when they wake up, they'll be hungry. They'll be very hungry, and it's like, what is what does that mean? Like, are they potentially zombies? Who knows? But uh, but something we should say is that Mister Togo was actually for some reason gonna come up to the house for some reason, and in that he was supposed to be there to begin with. He like, was supposed, he was supposed to, oh, to be on their trip, but but that was to the camp. Like, oh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, he was supposed to be there anyway, so he was trying to. He was getting there late. He meets up with some guy who's part He's of He's a the, watermelon salesman. Can you? Who's actually I know, I'm the, not even, the, uh, the the watermelon seller? That's actually the composer of the movie. Oh! And at the at, toward the beginning, when the girls are at the airport or at the bus stop, and, and they meet all those boys, that's actually the the the, the band that plays like the the uh, opening song or whatever. Oh, okay. Mm. But anyway, I'm fucking getting there. Cold watermelon. Jesus. Water the man they meet a man who's selling watermelon. They're really fucking big watermelon, but and he does he just fucking wax off or something. I don't know. He just, he just very wacky like ooh character. I shouldn't have said whack off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just starts jerking. It. He yeah. says like, "Do you like watermelon?" And he's like, "No, I don't like watermelon." He's like, "What?" And he starts freaking out. And he's like, "I like banana. I like banana." And he jumps in his car and he starts beating on his head. And he says, "Banana, banana, banana." And it fades away. We're talking about Mr. Togo. Colt keeps fucking jumping. Hold on. What the fuck? You skipped the banana, the watermelon. I said the guy. I was trying to build up to the fact that there's a guy that sells fucking watermelon, and that when he get up, when they get up there, Mr. Togo gets up there. He encounters the guy trying to sell watermelon. He says he doesn't like watermelon, and he says what? And then he fucking dissolves into bones, and then the guy jumps into his car, starts hitting his head, saying banana, banana, banana. And then the next fucking morning, when stepmother gets there, he's a bunch of fucking bananas. There, that wasn't hard. That didn't take long. You fucking. I got excited. It's my favorite scene. Because <laughs> uh, apparently the watermelon guy, he was part of the the ant's curse. Because yeah, like, her whole be- spiel is that she was angry she never was able to marry her fiancé. And, and like after she died, like her evil energy just sort of was left on Earth. Yeah. And, like, it, it kept her, like her energy kept her body alive. And, and all the... Um, she has to consume unmarried girls. All, all the unmarried women in the area, she's like consumed in. There's no one left in the village, so she kind of like surreptitiously got her uh, her niece to come yep. through the use of her cat. Yeah, Blanche. Which apparently, 
for whatever reason in the Criterion Collection, they changed the the, the name of the cat from Blanche in the subtitle. She's the cat's just called Shiro in the in the uh, Japanese version because they both mean white in their respective. Oh language. yeah, fans of Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Fuck. That's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it has some like uh. I kind of had a sort of idea of what the movie was trying to get at, like, thematically. And I did, like, while I was watching these other movies for a second time, I was doing a little research on, like, sort of popular readings on these movies. And um, one of the ones for this one was... Because I saw, like, this list of, like, top feminist horror movies, and this was one of them. That's weird. And the... uh, Kind of that this whole thing, that whole reading in a nutshell is they all represent a certain aspect of of what like a complete female or God that sounds very well, like an idealized woman would be. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's sort of like the the house picks them all off until the only ones that are left are gorgeous, gorgeous and because fat. and fantasy who's the one who's constantly buying into the notion of uh like that whole the whole like knight in shining armor yeah that sort of thing that yeah that that makes sense because- and, and and also too like like you were talking about like with kung fu how she's just kind of like in panties like most of the movie yeah and like a lot of the characters are these kind of exaggerated stereotypes and some people view that as like a satire. I this. mean, I and, and the sure. whole movie also has this fairy tale like quality. Like there's the the mom dies and the dad's marrying some an pretty evil, an evil stepmother. You know, we don't really see the her being evil. evil. Well, she's more like she's more like I guess like a red herring because like we see her come in, she kind of comes in introduced in a very like mysterious like ominous way, and then like she's not really involved in the movie at all. Yeah, yeah. Except at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. But like that's sort of like half baked ideas. I'm sure like people have written theses on this because it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's definitely layered, especially like with that end sequence with uh Gorgeous and Fantasy being the last ones because it's like cuz it's like the I like the ideal woman is like like for very shallow men is probably they're gorgeous, and they probably are like, you know, fantasize a lot or something, some something along. Or, or those buy lines. into the the fantasy of, yeah. If we want to use certain terminology like the patriarchal system, yeah. Which I mean, that could also go the way with girls. How girls only see two things, and that is, uh, like because of like what we've what societies project on them. Like you have to be pretty, and then you have to want that knight in shining armor. That's what you need. You need a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's definitely uh, projected right and, there. And it was, and also to sort of add on that, you know, Mister Togo, who's supposed to be the knight in shining armor, is a fucking, fucking moral. yeah, <laughs> literally a terrible, a horrible and, guy. And there, there's really like other than like all the men in the movie are kind of just dumb. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like because you got him, the uh, banana guy, or no, the watermelon, watermelon guy. guy. And that's yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean the dad, but we don't really get much of him. No, other than he's just like a film composer. Yeah, he's just kind of like a wealthy. Morricone got a uh, mention as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, where he's like, I'm better than. More, yeah, him. Which the father looked ugly, to be honest. That's mean. Yeah. He has self esteem problems. No, well, I'm sorry. Um. But yeah, that was house. Yeah. Anyone have anything else to say about it? 
I know we spoiled it, uh, everything. Not really. We probably left out small details, but you need to watch it. If you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch it. Yeah, if you made it this far, just know that there's going to be spoilers for all these fucking movies. We should have yeah. said that at the top. <laughs> well, well, I mean, but, I, but I, mean, it, I mean, but it's like, if you're going to listen to this, you have to, it's going to have spoilers, but we should say it. We, yeah. We're your listening companion for all these movies. Go watch these movies. Or ideally, you watch these movies and come hear us help you digest what the hell you just saw. Yeah, yeah, it's because we'll, it's definitely a movie. I think everyone should see at least all these movies. I think you should see at least once. Yeah, at least once. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll get to some of the, the other two later. Because about once, maybe all you can stand for some of them. Yeah, for sure. Which. <laughs> No, no. Well, let's get into the second movie. Is everybody ready? I'm Final ready. thoughts. All right. Which one are we doing next? The next movie we're doing is 1999's uh, movie, The Audition, by Takashi Miike. Excuse me, uh, Miike. And this this follows a um, a lonely widower who is encouraged by his coworker and his son to look into remarrying and just start a new life. But when a a a facetious audition is placed in order for him to meet a new woman. The girl he meets is not exactly what she appears. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know we talk about spoilers. I kind of don't want to spoil this because it's like, or, or like, I mean, I should, I think you should go in fresh, but let's just fucking talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're spoiling it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just say like, if you haven't seen it, uh, take a break right now and then come back. Once you've seen it, yeah, yeah, because this this movie, like Fight Club, uh, other movies of this ilk, it, it does rely on a twist, and it doesn't ruin if you know it, because I, I knew it going in, yeah, but it definitely does add to the shock of yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna wait an hour. So uh, go. Anybody like football? <laughs> how about them, I don't? How about them Braves? Ooh, home run. Atlanta Falcons. Go! Peanuts. Basketball. Oh, I love Charlie Brown. Free Cr- t-shirt. Cracker Jack. Has it been an hour already? Man, that's crazy. We talked about so much sports stuff. We're a bunch of sports bros. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the girl fucking crazy. She crazy. The <laughs> subtitle to this movie, Bitches Be Crazy. That's it. Let's move on to the next <laughs> movie. Uh, no, no, no. So, like... It starts out like for the first hour, it just seems like a very just weird, uh, like romantic r- drama. Because, romantic drama, yeah. Because you see, like the producer, like he's you know, dealing with the death of his wife, you know, and then fast forward seven years, and he's sort of like he started like a production company. He and his coworker, like, sort of like you know, m- making movies, and he's just sort of like never really found that rhythm again. Yeah, and like his son, you know, he's. You know, he's off living his life, and he kind of like he wants, and his son wants that for his father, and so, but they, they had this weird way of hooking him up with a woman instead of just you know looking around classifieds or something. They start a fake movie, or like, or maybe not well, a fake movie. It's, it's like it's a it's a facetious attempt, you know, but, to, to film a movie, but also find someone for him to do yeah because it's like because it's like the plan was like they literally came up with a script and everything for this movie so it's like the movie could have actually been like was actually going to be made and uh and then with that it's like this man (laughs) the fucking main character the producer was looking for a woman in early 20s uh or 
yeah, early twenties uh, to early thirties, and uh, it, it, was, it was just fucking weird because they were like we, we they were looking it was like very specific and it's yeah like, like she had I know they kept repeating like she has to be obedient, obedient. like, like that, that was weird like uh, yeah, that's and. And then uh, out of 3,000 fucking applicants, they get 30 women in, which was also weird because in certain shots, the women were undressing. Like, Uh oh, during the audition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and all the, like, like some of the questions, it would, there would be questions sprinkled out that would be like, why the fuck would you ask that? Even for like an audition? Yeah. Yeah, What does your father do? Like, yeah, like, what does your father do? Have you ever had sex with someone that you didn't really want to? Yeah. Like, this, like, really fucking personal and weird. Very invasive, very, like, like, personal questions. Yeah. Have you done porn before? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That was one other one. And it's like, and then there were shots of, like, the producers, like, laughing and having a good time. Like, Like, this doesn't seem like an audition. This seems like fucking just two bros hanging out yeah and 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 the music is like really upbeat and like kind of quirky yeah yeah it's it's like um what the fuck is it it's a little like some shit this movie is from the fucking 90s like it's it's from the 90s but if honestly felt fairly modern it, it felt it felt like a subversion of those like fuck like those 90s late 90s early 2000s rom-coms that have if you think about them really fucked up premises especially yeah. towards women yeah for sure and um uh, well then the producer the main character gets like immediately uh attached to this one woman who's like uh 24 Mm-hmm. And and it's like because that of the coffee stain on the paper. <laughs> because of the coffee stain no because like a very she put in a very weird essay and it's that she took ballet broke messed up her hips couldn't do ballet ever again and so she wanted to die like her dream or her dream died and it's like yeah it's very powerful but that's also kind of like uh um it's like why why would you put that in uh an essay for an odd aud- Audition. audition yeah and then like it goes from there because like because he wants to he uh he does want to see her again but like he doesn't tell her outright that like you know the audition was fake or anything i don't even think he, she even finds out about the audition does she no he says the, he, he says he like, the, yeah. the, the movie fell through yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's like his excuse to, to to let to let her down about not getting the role but also like keep their rapport going yeah be- because uh, they go on a few dates and every time um every time they've they went on dates i think they went on two the information she gave them turned out to be like false and it's like it gets weirder it gets creepier because like she says she works at a bar that bar's closed because the owner was killed and there were extra fingers and extra tongue and extra ear really mm-hmm. fucking creepy uh the uh the uh record company that like she knew the director of uh the disappeared. director disappeared the director doesn't exist he or he's gone and it's like it just starts to unfold and then we see like where she lives and i like the one i think the one thing that fucking actually scared me was when she was sitting there cuz like she's waiting for his phone call because the producer uh the producer's friend had asked him to promise not to call her for like a week and uh, she's been waiting, and it's, like, really creepy, and then there's a fucking bag, which what we can assume is a body, and then the bag ends up fucking twitching, which, oh, yeah. which really fucking scares me. 
And at it, that, it's an unsettling scene too because she's just literally just sitting in the floor, staring at the phone, waiting. Waiting. For, it's just uh, uh, never mind this ominous bag that's just sort of sitting there in the foreground. Can you just see, okay, because because you, you just see her from the for, from the back, the camera from her behind. So you just kind of see her, just kind of like almost just like a the girl from the ring hair over her face, and she's just sort of sitting there. The camera. Is above her at one point, you just see like all of her vertebrae poking through her. Yeah, you see her spine. Just to see, like, okay, like how far off this girl is. And then he does call her back and he does sort of get more and more involved with her to the, um, at the, despite his, uh, his co worker telling her, hey, you need to, there's something not right about this girl. Nothing she says really making any sense. I got a bad feeling. He, but the main character, he goes along with anyway. He takes her on a vacation, and then that's when things sort of get odd. You start getting more about her life. She has these burn marks on her deep in her thigh, mm-hmm. and then she disappears after the next night. And he goes to look for her. He goes, he, he's leading all these dead ends. That's how he finds it about the murder at the bar. She doesn't work that she said she worked at. She goes to the he goes to the ballet school that she said she learned at. And there's just this. It's an, it's an abandoned ballet studio, but there's this old man just living there by himself, and how he's he knew he knew the girl somehow, and, and then like how he is, I think it, he was her uncle. Did we find like out later that uncle. he was her? No, was it her, was it her, her stepfather? It was her stepfather, right? I think it was one of the because uh, uh, yeah because I forgot I. I didn't catch what their relation. Creepy old fuck. That yeah, creepy yeah. old fuck. Because he tells, because he tells the main character she's she's messed up, she's not right, and then he he sort of dejectedly uh, goes back and just sort of kind of settles into not having her, and then she kind of just sneaks into his house and spikes his brandy, and then that's when the movie really kicks into overdrive, overdrive, and just like the the psychedelic like mind fuck realm. yeah it's really crazy uh, oh man uh, something we should say though about the old, creepy old fuck he was the one that was uh, abusing uh, the the girl because she was the one that she he was the one that burned her it was very it was very creepy very like unsettling cause like she yeah. would uh, she would open her legs and he would have those hot like yeah and, and that's where, where when we were talking about earlier yeah we should Everyone should see this movie at least once. This, this, those scenes in particular where it's like tread lightly because it yeah. does. Th- this this movie in particular does deal with but, sexual violence. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, with that uh, with that crazy psychedelic trippy fucking scene, uh, I don't even because there's so there's so much packed into that because I, there's yeah. like a moment in there where like he goes. We don't even know if that was real, but he goes to her home. And when he goes there, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead, but I'm gonna come back to this. Yeah. Uh, he goes to her home, and he uh, he opens the bag, and it's a man who is missing his legs, well his feet, missing his feet, missing the fingers, only has his middle finger, and and thumb, missing ear. a ear. ear and his tongue, ear and his mm-hmm. tongue, and then we hear what's her name. Uh, Asami. Asami. Yeah, the uh, the girl. We hear her throwing up, and then we see her bring a fucking dog bowl full of her vomit, overflowing, spilling, fucking it. spilling, and then she gives it to the man, and 
he he licks it up like a fucking dog, and it's so disgusting. That's honestly the nastiest part of the fucking movie. Well, that, actually, that, that's the scene that disturbed me the actually, most. Actually, it gets worse because reading up on it, I found out that um, the, the the actress who played Asami, she uh, insisted. And that scene, that the vomit be real. That's her real vomit. What the, oh, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> we need to talk about this actress. What? <laughs> you nasty. What the fuck? Because, because the special effects director for the movie, he said that the main actress, he uh, insisted that her real vomit be used in that <laughs> that's scene. So, that's so fucking... Because Cole was like, I know that's milk. But it looked like milk. I mean, it could have. It could have been. She just she threw just it up. She drank a lot of milk. Honestly, the first time I watched this scene, I thought it. I actually thought it was milk. It looked. It literally looked like chocolate milk. Oh, Fuck no. me. <laughs> it, <laughs> That's what the nasty, you nasty bitch. <laughs> what the and, and like the director Takashi Miike, he's notorious for basically being a film troll. I could see him saying that, but the actress, like, what the literal fuck? You know what? W- w- whenever we get to the next part of this movie, I would, uh, I'm gonna question that too. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no. But before, before that, we uh, he gets that moment. Uh, he has this really trippy part where, like, uh, Asami, As- what was her name again? Yeah, Asami. Asami. Uh, like there's a moment where like Asami wants him and attempts to attempts to uh uh do commit uh, do oral sex on him but when she does it it switches back to one of his co-workers who has been telling him for some reason in a very like been telling that she's going to get married and I'm then I'm going to get married but but then yeah. it, but when she does that though we see a moment of like i guess like of uh kind of like rejection between between him and her like like literally like where like she was just kind of like a fling to him and like she but she wants to be more than that then from there we get uh his son's classmate that he had a crush on trying to and it's like what the fuck is that (laughs) and yeah the the, when he goes into that drug state you really get to see I guess his inner desire and it's really fucked because like the, especially the first half of the movie, it kind of presents him. Yeah. He, he, what the audition is really fucked, but like, you know, he's kind of like trying to basically play the nice guy. Yeah. The entire movie. And and then, and the thing is too, his friend even calls him out and because the, he's like, do you just think I'm a middle, lonely, middle-aged man? And his friend's like, yes, that's exactly what you are. You are a lonely, middle-aged man. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but like, one, like all the reasons why he picks Asami are really fucked. Yeah. And, and all these other, and, and then when we basically see the inner machinations of his mind, you really see how fucking disturbed this guy is. Yeah, for sure. And what's so interesting about, like, the whole, like, scene as he's, like, he's he's seeing all these different scenes and we're getting all the information that's technically, we, it's like, a lot of, it's like we get exposition about Asami and her life and all these things that you know, we, we can't. We, we're not even really sure we can trust. Yeah, we don't even know. His, we don't like, even know it's real. It's psychedelic because you know we see like possibly all he's all these like this like this is dreams like all the things he thinks, all the things he feels are just mashed together in this like one psychedelic state. So like 
is like is he really having the affections for like his dead wife his his son's uh crash, classmate you know, yeah his, his co-worker and like all these different things and we find out that asami she was uh possibly abused by her stepfather as a very young girl and like how he was had he had a like you know very depraved feelings of her for her and had like abused her and then it's implied that she like started her you know her i guess vengeful ways on him because you see he has prosthetic feet yeah and it's implied with that the man in the bag that he's another one of her victims and and there's all these things like it like the movie points you in a direction but you're still not sure if you can trust it because it's all happening in another person's head yeah which yeah. which she kills the creepy old fuck with uh piano wire by like slicing his head off the hitman style yeah Yeah. um but yeah and then once we get and the reason and we we tell you this because once we get done with with that sequence we find we get back to reality and that is that he's been drugged and it was really sad rest in peace gang god fuck yeah that that was i was that poor dog the gang was um the family dog is a a beagle puppy yeah and i have one little moment of silence for yeah, okay. gang shit, a whole lot of gang shit. Rest in peace. Gang shit. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Um. Yeah. She. It was so dis- like she stri- she straight up twisted its its head like it was completely three sixty. Yeah. Or not three sixty one eighty. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, it, was, it was fucked. Um. But yeah, he was drugged, and she she pretty much uh she has him paralyzed and then i think she puts even more drugs in him to where like he will still remain paralyzed but he'll feel every everything every single pain because she she wants him to feel this pain because that's the only true truth or true feeling that anybody can feel or uh he wants him to enjoy the pain i don't know it's really fucked but then she fucking comes. She's covered in uh, essentially butcher uh, gear with like yeah. a apron, gloves, boots, and she rolls. She rolls out a mat and rolls him onto it, and then she fucking uh, undresses his, takes off his shirt, and she takes a bunch of needles, and she starts to stab, stab him, plug them into his stomach, and that's where we get the our intro from because that's what she says she says deeper 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 but kitty kitty kitty, 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 kitty. and what's interesting because i've seen i've heard that that's been translated different ways because she's saying kiri 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 which literally means cut and then something like it and in this movie they translate it as deeper 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 as she's like pushing the needles down Ugh, yeah gosh. i've heard some people are some uh translations like they, they they use it as um She's saying tickle, 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 tickle. Because oh, that's she's, she's putting all these like these after acupuncture needles like, into his stomach in different places, and then uh, take take to the step further. She she puts them in uh in his eye, like in like Ooh. like in the tear like in his tear ducts and underneath his eyeball, and so he, and so he's just like it just gets in, in intensely uncomfortable as it progresses, and then it sort of climaxes. She takes the piano wire after shackling his feet, and she slices off his uh left foot yep and uh after once she gets done with that uh his son gets home and also something something i should mention is that before uh the girl was saying like you can only love me you can't love anybody else and that moment i was like fuck she's probably one of those one of those crazy people who are like you can't love your family animal anything you can't love anybody 
and and that's what that's what was her reasoning for this was that nobody truly loves anybody because you're all you're always like being like you're only getting half of the or a like part of the attention or love that you would be because like it, you know you're, you're dividing up your love or whatever but um but anyway uh the man says you know don't touch my son and she's like oh you love your son you know obviously hinting that she's gonna kill him too but his son comes home and he's like uh what happened to you dad <laughs> yeah, yeah, his, 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 his son is reaction to seeing their father undressed, needles in his body, and missing a foot. No, 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 no. I get it. It's just, it's just really funny because it's kind of like it'd be funny if like he's like, "Son, I had a crazy night." <laughs> but turns out I'm into some weird shit. But uh, right before he comes in, though, the girl decides uh, what I'm assuming is getting some spray to knock him out. Yeah, and it, uh, probably it, like mace or pepper spray. Probably, and then like she attempts to sneak up on him, and she fails and at some point he decides to run up the stairs uh, uh, no you're forgetting a very crucial moment what right before she sneaks up on him it cut it does has this like fake out ending where it it cuts to uh ayanama the the protagonist who had his foot sliced off and asami in the hotel from halfway in the movie yeah where he's and, he looks at his feet and he's like my feet oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where it's almost that fake out ending of, oh, it was really a dream, dream. the entire time. And then I kind of like when I first got to that, I'm like, fuck, we're really doing this. And then, and, and then it was just like, nope, no, nope, <laughs> we're just going right back to where we were. Because what that meant, they have like a shock moment or it was just a complete a trick by the director. It cuts it back to the sun at and the uh, about to be stuck up by the. By the Asami, girl. but he turns around at the last second. He's able to like dodge her spray, and he they, they run around. He runs she, up the stairs. He runs up the stairs, and he, he, he cha- she chases him up. But he's able to like push her off and knock her down the stairs. He and has a powerful I, kick. Like he, yeah, he fucking it, yeah. She gets kick. some air. No horse kick. And so she <laughs> she falls in the stairs. She's like I possibly broken her neck because as she's like kind of see like her neck like bulge and twitch. Yeah, and yeah. That's a, that's unnerving. The son goes downstairs, he attends to his father, calls the police, and then as the movie's wrapping up, he, it, it goes into this scene where the main character, uh, Aoyama and Asami, are kind of like locking eyes, and he's, you hear a voiceover of basically the, the essay that she wrote, and then like this speech she had to him, like, you're the only one that saw me for who I was, yeah. treating me like a person, but at the same time, it's like... it. it we're not we're not sure if that's really happening either because you see her talking or her, her mouth moving and yeah. like, while this voiceover is going and she's looking right at him and so like is this real too is he is this another hallucination and th- and after that movie ends but it ends with a really jaunty theme yeah like, a very, complete whiplash of what you just uh, saw oh my god yeah the credit sequence is just like this upbeat rock thing it's oh, like where the fuck did this come yeah from? which I enjoyed that yeah, I yeah enjoyed it was a really song. good song really good but. Yeah, no, this movie is crazy. I well, I don't want to see it ever again. I would just say, uh, as as whether regardless of would we could stomach another scene, would this be a movie you would recommend? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, it very cautious recommend. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. just because it, I wouldn't want to trigger something for somebody with yeah, this movie. Like, I mean, there is implied sexual violence, and I mean, and like I wouldn't say implied. I mean, it's pretty explicit. 
Well, I mean, all we see is uh, him burn her thigh. I mean, like, it, like it, it's, it's. I mean, it speaks for itself. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's, it's very apparent, like what happens to Asami. If that happens, well, let's just go ahead and say there is sexual violence. Then, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, on top of just you know the graphic uh, violence at, at the climax of the movie, yeah, like that 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 in itself is just uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, like literally the last thirty minutes to just that. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, this movie is a slow burn. Um, yeah, and that's definitely not going to be for everybody. Like personally, I enjoyed it. Uh, I really liked how like the first half of the movie is basically just. Especially like the camera is just like very flat angles. Yeah, yeah. It, al- it almost looks like it, it, it's intentionally boring, almost like a lifetime movie type I mean, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's why I've been that's what I've been trying to find out is like what does it remind me of? And it literally reminds me of Lifetime. Same same thing with the last movie too. It reminded me of yeah. Lifetime. Um, but yeah, I think and I think that's you know that's obviously intentional because and then once like really once she leaves the hotel, but especially once he gets goes into that drug like fugue state that's when like the camera gets really crazy and all the weird and harsh angles because that is something interesting about me because it's it seems like it was sort of billed as like this romantic comma drama uh, drama or comedy and then that's the big twist it's like you know she's crazy and it's just like descent and like this torture porn sort of thing (laughs) and so like i i almost kind of I mean, I guess at this point, it's sort of like it's a it's a known thing that this it evolves into like a really fucked up horror movie. But I almost kind of wish the for people who haven't seen it to experience it without with like going completely unexpected because even like the box art for a lot of the stuff has Asami like with her piano wire and gloves on, so you're like you know something's gonna happen. But I guess yeah. if you just watch it as it watch it with no context. I feel like that impact it's much stronger because I I came I came in this new something like happened was like the bag and the piano I knew I knew something was going to happen with that but I didn't mm. know to what it, how how far it got I, and, yeah. and also too this movie is very notorious for being like fucking like fucked up and whatnot and I think almost like how like people like the reputation of like movies like The Exorcist or Texas Chainsaw were were ruined by like everyone was like oh my god this movie is inner superlative here like the scariest movie of all time and the most fucked up movie of all time and and, and it definitely is fucked up but if you go in with the mindset of watching like some like fucked up movie for two hours uh, you're probably going to be disappointed <laughs> oh that, yeah in that sense yeah so that, that that's and that, that's another reason i say this is a very cautious recommend yeah for sure um I knew nothing about it. I knew. Uh, I remember. I remember. I was gonna watch a video of uh, a- uh, Asian horror movies that I needed to check out, and as soon as I got to one of them, it said audition. I turned it off. I literally. I was like, I did not know anything. Did not want to know anything. And I. I recommend. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you made it this far, you know, or you went back and watched the movie. But I recommend not just going with nothing. Yeah. Or if if you're recommended to someone. Give as little as possible. Yeah. Don't yeah. try to sell it with any sort of hyperbole. Just say it's audition a- is fucked. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far. Yeah. I, I I just tell people the premise of the movie. It's like it's this this drama of this guy, this widowed guy who auditions wom- these women to be his wife. Yeah. And just 
let people experience that. Yeah, it, it, yeah for you sure. Know, like I said, make make sure you know who you're who, telling. Who you're that recommending to. it to? Which something I should say, I completely forgot to say about House because speaking of cameras, there was a moment, a few moments in House where the frame rate was just god fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. Where that. it went, <laughs> it was like two frames per second. It was so disgusting. It made me sick. But anyway, of course, you know that it was all the, everything in the house was deliberate. Like it was intentionally. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Janky yeah. and janky. One thing I forgot to mention about house was um, Nobuyashi's youngest daughter was fr- frequently consulted in terms of like story for the movie yeah that's what i read too because he because um he said what makes uh like horror or like horror more frightening because like, with, with adults writing movies everything kind of kind of has a logic to it when like when children write stuff it uh, it comes from an imagination where nothing really is explainable or makes sense and like having like work three years with a children's art charity a lot of their stories are just kind of wild and added crazy with yeah. no rhyme or reason <laughs> and, and, and honestly some children's stories pretty unsettling yeah oh, for, oh yeah. for sure no that's insane that's cool uh a lot cooler than uh an actress actually throwing up so saying i want him to eat my throw up <laughs> that, <laughs> when, I, that is when eth- Method acting goes way too fucking far. Oh. Like, did that guy say like, "I, I don't want to do this," or, or, maybe, or did he say, "I want to eat your throat"? <laughs> I am committed to this I, role. I guess, I guess I don't know to what extent. Like, we, we I do know uh, that when, she, when she's holding the bowl, that's her actual vomit. But I don't know if the what the the bag man eats, that's her vomit. Uh, yeah, you know. Pat, I, I, I hope to God that that I hope he ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, know, you, Wenzel. No. You know what? You know what? I want to say. I think she actually put those fucking needles in that man's body. <laughs> oh yeah, she actually cut off his foot. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and then, and then when she sticks them in his eye, she like flicks them. It's like, oh, oh. I forgot about no, that. no. That when so... she put the fucking needles in his stomach, and then when she goes to put them in his eye, she fucking moves up over the fucking needles in his stomach. Oh fuck. yeah, it's like uh. But you know what? That uh, speaking of audition, you know what this movie really reminds me of? What? Psycho. Huh? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you ever seen that movie, because it, it works on a very similar premise, where like the first half of the movie is kind of just this like wacky heist movie, and then it just turns into a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Movie. I thought Psycho was about business cards. Wait, what? Ah, oh, his business card. I oh, know that's American Psycho. That's American Psycho. Oh shit! What's Psycho then? It, it's, it's Alfred dun, Hitch. Dun, 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 shing, 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 oh. shing. Bates. Yeah. I was thinking of Norman Bates. Well, what were you saying? That is Norman Bates. That is, you're thinking of Patrick Bateman. Bait, bait, bait. We're baiting over here. Norman Bates. <laughs> we're just, oh. we're just baiting. <laughs> nah, the, their names are similar. Probably done on purpose. Whatever. Yeah. Well, what you're saying about how like Psycho kind of feels like connected to um, audition. Like a lot of people thought with House that it's such this weird surreal horror comedy that it sort of set the ground for what you know Evil Dead would be. Years yeah, later. yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, Evil Dead is fucking silly as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> especially Army of yeah, Darkness. Yeah, Which, and, and also audition uh, another Hitchcock movie also reminds me of Vertigo. Which oh, which. In the sense of that movie is about like trying to find the perfect woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, sorry. Yeah, so watch Psycho and Vertigo. They're both really fucking yeah. good. Uh, cautionary recommend to uh, audition. Yeah. And yeah. Our, and our final movie. Is- 
is uh, 1989's Tetsuo the Iron Man, directed by, give me what you find his name, uh, Shinya Tsukamoto. And <laughs> the, the, I'm trying to think the best way to describe a synopsis for this Power movie. Rangers. There, there is, there is <clears throat> barely a synopsis. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess I, the, I think I can do it. Okay, I guess the synopsis would be a a man is is injured by a hit and run, and a metal fetishist. The uh, the, the as we learned that the man who was hit by hit by the car is was known is known as the metal fetishist who stuck a rod in his leg because he wanted to run faster. That was the very first scene in the movie. It was wait, what the fuck? He wanted to run faster. And, and the only way you know that is because you see all the like the, the running man, the, the, oh. all, all like the clips of the people running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. when he puts it in, then there's maggots, oh. and he screams, and, and he starts running, and then that's when he gets hit. He gets hit by what's titled, I think, the salary the man. salary man in his girlfriend's car, yeah. and, then, and then they take his body and they kind of throw it in a ditch, and then and then they fuck, <laughs> literally, and then the uh, the metal fish gets his revenge on the salary man. And and how this Ironman's life just devolves into horror and chaos. Like, uh, there's a drill uh, dick. Um, that's that's it. People fucking up walls. Giant dick. Th- Giant there, there's dick. a lot of phallic imagery. There's yeah. a lot of penis. Because because the salary man is just constantly fucking his girlfriend hard as hell he goes hard like he's li- <laughs> pushing like, her up the like, wall <laughs> like literally like they're were, they're were moving so much to the point where like he was pushing her up against the wall and then uh be- be- sorry <laughs> he got okay somehow he meets some infected person infected by the metal shit and then he gets infected himself and then he has some crazy fucking dream and, and like Apparently, in the uh, like, there are people in the movie who get possessed by the metal fetishes. Yeah, or something because like he, that. Leaves, he leaves like scraps of shit everywhere, and if they touch it, it's like they get infected. Because, because the metal fetish is like because because he spent so much time like absorbing metal into his body, he gains like this sort of proficiency over metal, and it, and it becomes like this very like surreal, nightmarish thing because there's. When the salaryman's at the train station, train stop, he meets this woman, she, normal woman. She pokes this pile of like Quartz. flesh and metal, and she becomes possessed. Like she gets her hair gets crazy, becomes she grows like this metal arm, and she he ta- she chases him around, and he becomes injured by her because he he's, uh, he was already ha- had like an affliction, like he had like a tack growing out of his cheek, yeah. and then through his uh, encounter with the metal woman, like he she gets chased around, he gets the garage, like he. I guess he he breaks her like he, he like he like he like he apparently snap like metal, breaks her back or something. He like he 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 kind of grips her so hard that she kind of just breaks apart, and then he goes back to his girlfriend and they just he proceeds to fuck like nobody's business <laughs> for, for half the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. And but then he has a he has a nightmare where she has a metal really metal tube penis. Well, it's and it, very like prehensile, and it goes right into his ass. That whole scene where she's dancing with her that was dick. fucking crazy. Yeah, probably the best I, part. I will, I will say my favorite, my favorite part definitely is the beginning. It was literally the intro sequence when industrial music is playing and he's just 
the main character is just going fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's he, like he wilding out. I was, little, I was literally like, is this a music video? Yeah, I was thinking it was like a Metallica like intro to a music. Like video. it was awesome. I love that. But anyway, that scene was great with the uh, woman. But yeah, and then and then once he uh, he wakes up from that. And like we can see that there's like some kind of like rockets in his fucking heels, so now he can go. Rita really f- from fucking My Hero. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then like he comes back, <laughs> fuck, and he makes food and he starts feeding it to her. And oh god, it's it, so it's ah! sexual. There's just all this like you know very like uncomfortable sexuality with like he him feeding his girlfriend but every time the, the fork touches her mouth there's this a grating metal sound like ungodly it's he, either a grating metal sound or just this loud thump yeah and it's like and and it literally there's also crunching of metal and it's like he's obviously just going crazy for it because if he puts up the food and wants to fuck her again but in that moment he grows a drill dick <laughs> a, a, a massive drill dick that just Spins when, when, he's, when, he's, horny. when he's horny. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's and, right. And she's just terrified because it cuts through wood. It's literally like it's literally dangerous. It a would power literally like it, like it, it cuts a, it, a hole it through her. Literally table. like, you know, you've always heard the joke of like it hitting the the bottom of the table. It goes through the, the fucking. It table. literally goes through the fucking table. And then he is scared of himself, and he starts to mutate even more. And she's like, uh, he he locks himself in one of their uh, rooms. And she's like, I can handle it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she finally gets in there, sees how fucking mutated it is, and he's still horny as fuck because his dick is spinning, man. It's going wild. And um, and then he starts to, because he's mutating, he's starting to go crazier. So she ends up trying to have to fight him off because God knows why or what the fuck. He wants to fuck her with that drill dick. And it's like, <laughs> if that happens... She's gonna die. <laughs> and, oh yeah, like, and that's what happens because she does end up stabbing him in the neck, but like his drill dick like goes it stops because he's it, dying. It, well, no, no, no. It goes under. It goes under her, and for some reason we get that shot. We get a shot of her panties and the dick being under her, so it misses her, and then he falls to the ground, and like because they're switching essentially, it's like we don't we see that like the drill dick misses her still, and. He like it stops and like she stabbed him and it's like ah it's over finally, but then for some reason um, she starts sucking his nose. Like, like she's like after, after she stabs him like she's still it's 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 this weird thing like she's afraid for her life but at the same time she's like still aroused. Like, she starts like kissing his his like his facially mutated body and, and then he wakes it. back up and then he he has another dream sequence. And also throughout the course of the movie, you see what we will, what we learn as the metal fetish is like in this like metal nest, and he's like convulsing, and it cuts between that, the man's dreams, and then he wakes back up, and he like he he's seen that he's killed his girlfriend because you just see the, his girlfriend sitting on top, and the blood just splattering the back of the wall. Ugh. I just realized why she started making out with him when he was dying because she's into that shit because she's fucked him as they killed the metal fetishists. Yeah, or, yeah, or like after they they dumped his body. Yeah, like, but then, but then she was like she, but then but she seemed scared. She was like, ah, he's watching us. I don't know. She's I a, can't think of well, another well, reason. I, why I, she no, she's fucking that. weird. This movie is a metaphor for discovering your king. I don't have any of these. I'll say that. Yeah. Um. Any, anybody have any? Well, then, like, like he he kills his girlfriend. I'm half joking. And then he kind of like he sits in the bath to to, to, to chill out. 
and then <laughs> chill out because like they get, <laughs> yeah he kind of he kind of just decompresses and then some time passes his, he puts his girlfriend in there and then it cuts back to the factory and we see the metal fish just sort of come out of his nest and come to life and he sort of like like energizes himself to He's get revenge dressed. on the salary man and he starts like putting on makeup and like gearing up his body and he starts zipping around and that's some of like the special Stop effect motion. Like, because there's a lot of stop motion and like, like uh, accelerated, uh, I guess, play to kind of like emphasize the movement. And then the, uh, the metal fetish is like he has his power to like control metal, so he like <sighs> turns the metal into liquid and then like somehow possesses the the metal knife that the dead girlfriend's holding, possesses her body, attacks the salaryman who's now barely recognizable because he's just uh, so much. He's just a hunk of fucking metal. <laughs> And then, <laughs> then the metal fish just erupts out of the girlfriend's body. Girlfriend's body, and they have this big confrontation. Where it's a it's a it's a back and forth for a, for a while, or maybe we, we don't really know because the metal fish is uh, attacking the salary man. The salary man seemingly gets an upper upper hand for a moment, but at the same time, just the psychedelic frenetic nature of the movie we're not really sure what happened was happening no because it's like it's re- it's really it's a really fucking abstract movie and there's it's like a, so loud yeah it's so fucking loud. like a lot like aside from the industrial music there's industrial sound a lot of banging metal and uh yeah there's the moment where the, some guy starts beating the shit out of um the, the main character the salary man starts beating the shit out of his out of his head and and for some reason also hurts the uh, metal fetishists for some reason because I guess they're connected in a way, and uh, and like you said, like at some point, like they somehow get into like a factory, and uh, the uh, the salary man absorbed more metal and becomes even bigger, and then the metal fetishist tries to fight him because it's just, from what I understood, the metal fetishist like this this whole thing is his revenge for being like. Killed for being like, or maybe not killed, like attempted murder. Yeah, and so like he he has this thing where he like you said he controls metal, so he's like he's throwing all this metal onto the salaryman who's already this mangled mass of metal and, and flesh. He becomes bigger and bigger. He's like he's lar- this largely immobile, like throbbing, pulsating mass of metal. <laughs> yeah, and then this, at, at the same time, the metal fest he's becoming more and more grotesque, and he sort of explains his story. Like he, like he's obsessed with metal. Like he inserts metal into his body, and it, it grasps onto him. And he expands, and and that's when we sort of get you understand the plot of the movie. How the salaryman and his girlfriend they hit the fetishist. They ditched him in a in a forest side of road. They had sex in front of him and left him to die. And so like that kickstarts his whole revenge tale. But like he's become so obsessed with uh, the salaryman. That at the climax they fuse together in this like horrific monster. Yeah, like there's a moment when when they're fusing, it's just both of them, like what we can assume is their minds, and uh, they're naked, and like it's a very, it's almost like kind of romantic in a in a very weird way. And yeah, they end up fusing and becoming even bigger. <laughs> but the <laughs> fucking thing is, the thing they fucking become. They become a giant metal penis. I mean, it's a it's a it's extremely phallic. 
because that's a penis. It's a no, giant no. metal oh. penis. Well, no, that because... has an arm sticking out of the tip of it, holding a fucking Uzi. Well, no, it's the it's a metal finish is sticking at the top, holding an Uzi, and. And in that moment, him and the Salaryman are like, yeah, we're going to take over the fucking world and cover it in metal. We can, yeah, let's do it. And then the, the uh, Salaryman's like, yeah, let's do it. And then they fucking rock it off to go do that. But, like, you know it's a fucking penis because in there's a shot where you see fucking behind the metal fetishist. Literally, it's the head. He's, the, he's a fuck, literally the tip. He's coming out of the tip of the head of a penis. <laughs> it's literally a fucking metal dick. So it's, it's, it's like this weird, like one of the interpretations of the movie, or there's an interpretation. I mean, like <laughs> there, there like, could be many interpretations because, because it's movie. so abstract and it's so like non-linear and like in its storytelling and just its presentation. Some people say it's about human beings over reliance on machines. Some other people say it's about homosexual awakening because there is a lot of homoerotic like imagery. Toward the end, like the metal fetish's like obsession with the salary man and how they fuse together, and they like they're like in the oh in their mindscape. Where they're oh, the metal. I mean, together. even the metal fetish said our love will conquer the world or something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I get, th- I I can see that. So like it's it's very it's just, it's very avant garde. It, it definitely wears its influences on this sleeve because this is inspired by Eraserhead. Uh, black yeah. and white. Somehow this movie is more crazy than Eraserhead. Like frenetic imagery, minimal dialogue. Like it's it's a very it's it's a lot to take in. You li- like literally when they say, when we say minimal, it's minimal. It's absolutely minimal. Like there there, there might be like twenty lines of dialogue in the entire movie. Granted, the movie is only about like an hour and ten minutes. But still, oh. that's not much for as long as it is. Actually, mm-hmm. an hour and four minutes. It's very short. I fucking <laughs> no. It's like it's just a lot of yelling and metal sounds, I, and and that's the movie. Tetsuo uh, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, and they messed up when they casted Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> uh, let me mention too. This is Tetsuo one, the Iron Man. There's two more. Yeah, because there's a sequel in. Uh, let's see. There's a sequel, uh, Tetsuo 2, The Body Hammer, released in 1992, and Tetsuo 3, The Bullet Man, in 2009. And there's also a short film from 1986 called The Phantom of Regular Size, which is basically um, the director's like ex- experiment with sort of like uh, effects and ideas. What's with, it's basically the prototype for Tetsuo. Yeah. 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 The, like. <sighs> I like the industrial music and stuff. Oh yeah. But I would <laughs> I would not recommend this movie to anybody. I I could barely stand that hour and 4 yeah, minutes. I spaced out hard. Yeah, I know like when we like like once we got done with the whole metal dick shit, the drill dick, I was like I just want this movie to end. Yeah. <laughs> it like it is very abrasive. It is very taxing. I I mean, I can't I can't say like like I shouldn't like I can't say that like it's bad that it doesn't follow a normal film structure or anything. I like I can't say that's bad at all because I think I think that was cool. I think that's great. But fuck me, that was tiring. That was so fucking slow. Fuck. 
I wouldn't say it was slow. For me, it was so fast and so well, no, no, like, stupid like, shit was like, happening. Like, no, like, I don't, sorry, I don't even know if the slow, like, yeah, slow's not the right word. It was just, it, like, it's I, just, like, it's, it's like Johnson, it's very taxing. It's almost, like, it's almost agonizing in a way. Cause you, it is. Because, like, it, it's, because it's so visceral and it's so, <laughs> like, deeply uncomfortable to, in, in terms of, like, sight, sound, and just, like, experience. Like, it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart, just for just in terms of like, like gore and violence and sexual. I don't think violence. any of these movies are. It's like no, yeah. no surely yeah. none of them are, but this is definitely probably the most like like confrontational and abrasive in terms of like a film to watch, and it's and it's hard to recommend because it, this movie definitely will not be for everyone. It's no, not even no, not no, for no, everybody on no. the panel, and it's like it's it's like it's taxing to watch. It's just. It's really on a case by case basis. Yeah, who, and, who would find this movie appealing? Yeah, and, and like, I, I'm a fan of weird shit like this. Like, yeah. I, I love Eraserhead. I know Cody on one one of these podcasts will say it's poo poo garbage, but I fucking love that movie. That's which is which is probably its biggest inspiration. Yeah, but this movie, but like even Eraserhead isn't as what's the word to describe it? Like abrasive and just overwhelming like there there was just there was no chance to breathe and, and part of that is the point of the movie i yeah. get that but the the soundtrack is just overwhelming it's just it parts of it sound like clanging metal and that that's the point yeah which, but which, like yeah at the same time it's like you still you still have to sit through all of that. You have to sit through, and even though it's just a little over an hour, it feels a lot longer. It, and uh. I just uh, like I I like this movie. Okay, there's a lot about it I can appreciate, but it's definitely not a movie I see myself revisiting a lot. Wait, which is funny because before we even did this, we were like these movies are on our uh, big list for essential viewing, and. <laughs> I was we were I was talking to Jonathan because like you know we I didn't want to do these movies for this because I was like we need to cover them for essential viewing but it's like oh that's fine we can come back to them for essential viewing <laughs> I don't want to ever come back to Tetsuo I, I, I do not want to fucking touch it yeah like, <laughs> like like I said I appreciate the fuck out of this movie yeah it's just it's a lot it's literally it's literally taking that fork and grinding on your teeth that's literally what this is <laughs> but in like an artistic way to the point where you're like okay no, I, I, I see i see what you're doing yeah yeah like, but it's still a person grinding a fork across your teeth it it's which you have it, that happen in the movie yeah it's it's a it's it's both figurative and literal yeah i mean there's even a part in there where uh he takes uh the, the metal fetishist takes rebar and slides it across his teeth Ooh, it's ribbed yeah. and it just Ooh. yeah Ooh. It, it's just a very intentionally grating movie so keep that in mind whenever you i do i do recommend everyone see it at least once just to say they've seen yeah. it yeah because it is like peak what the fuck yeah. i mean it's movies to add to my letterbox you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, but it, it's definitely experience, and even what we said, it it can no way accurately <laughs> describe no the what exper- it's like to watch. This it, movie. it can't, exactly. it can't, it, it, no it, way. It, it, it defies description, and uh, it, it's been a very uh, 
try, uh, trying day in terms of movie watching. We started, we watched all these back to back, and it was, and Jonathan, he's seen kind of all of them again in the span of 24 hours. <laughs> and, and you can see the smoke coming out of his ears. I'm just, I'm, I, I haven't done much other than watch these movies because I had some plans. That's why I had to watch them. I ended up watching them twice because I didn't think I'd be able to watch them with these the other three guys. So, but fuck me, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, no, like I, I, uh, I was tired before this, but I was like, you know, no, this will be fun. This will be fine. But now I'm like, that has all hit me. Like, plus fucking getting through Tetsuo, I am like, I want to die. <laughs> like, like, was this fun? Yes. <laughs> Would I ever do this again? Probably not. Probably not. Like any other fucking movie. It has to be a new movie. It, I, I will never watch these three in a row again. <laughs> never. Uh, I will watch House again at some point because I actually. You know, maybe think that's maybe fun to watch with friends. Uh, you know, just, just especially with people who haven't seen it, just to be like. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I could take the uh, the industrial, like, music intro from Tetsuo, just take that and just, like, have that stored somewhere so I can come back and watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a clip, clip of, of that yeah. somewhere. Same with Shin Godzilla. There's a scene in there that's the exact same. You know. Ah, fuck. I hit my hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Watch these at your own fucking risk. Yeah. These movies are all on... Uh, Amazon Prime the, 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 for rent. Uh, but if you, uh, for Tetsuo, we watched it. Oh, sorry. That's a gun guitar string. On Tetsu, Tetsuo, we watched that on uh, Canopy, which is a streaming service for uh, students. So, like, if, you, if you're if you going to a university, a college, uh, even, a, even if you, like, have a membership with a library, you can access Canopy. It's just or, a bunch of yeah, free. Yeah, just uh, make sure your university library Support, supports it yeah because I had, I had to go it was really weird i had to go to the website go through that and then like get to it and then it takes me to canopy and then it takes me to the it was really fucking weird yeah it's a fucking backwards and then but then when i got the app it i had to sign i had to sign up for an account but then it was like do you go to a school or do you have a library so i had to go back to my school's page to sign in on there to link my accounts. It's really fucking weird, but yeah. it has a lot of free uh, movies on there, so check that out. And uh, and plus, just just uh, maybe a, a taste for what the other uh, directors have done. With Nobuyashi, there's a movie I want to see by him called Classroom, uh, School in the Crosshairs. is about a young girl with psychic powers at a high school who uh, Coming to terms with her abilities, but also has to confront a transfer student with, with psychic abilities. Ooh. That it forms a a task force of other students who are who become the, the psychic Nazi warriors, and she has to okay. fight her fellow students. Okay, <laughs> and uh, Takashi uh, Miike is who who directed audition has like probably the most diverse like. I guess uh, portfolio of a, of a director I've Doesn't seen. Doesn't he have a hundred movies? He has like a, a huge uh, collection of movies. That and and there's like a lot of years where he'll do like five to eight movies a year. Yeah. Wow. And, so, and some are like very dark and surface and gritty and some are like basically children's movies. Like um, Each of the Killer, one of his most <laughs> famous movies, uh, 13 Assassins, uh, yeah, Yasher Man, Zebra Man, like all these sort of strange and unusual movies that 
we could probably do a whole episode on just Takashi's like oh for sure filmography. Yeah. Not I, all of it, but yeah, some yeah, of yeah. It. yeah, definitely, and definitely not all of them are hits either. But yeah, I definitely would want to cover like Dead or Alive. They say that one's wild. <laughs> Fuck. Um, he also did the live action JoJo Part Four movie. That yep. Came yep. Out a few years ago. Yep. Okay. So like he he's definitely which, one to really explore. Which uh me and Colt uh there's a character in audition who is the uh, I mean, he's the best friend of the producer, the main character. We were like that look, guy looks familiar, that actor and he actually was in the JoJo movie. Yeah. yeah. I think he plays Jotaro. That make Yeah, that makes sense. So that's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh thank thank you all for listening today. Um oh. We hope our experience kind of interests you into watching the Japanese horror. Let these sort of be a taste uh, into a, a, a wider. Uh, How would everyone rank them before we leave? Oh, oh fuck! House number one for me. House number one, audition number two, and then uh, Tetsuo at bottom. Literally, how we watched it: house, audition, Tetsuo. You know, I wouldn't even put Tetsuo in there. Just house and audition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same for me, house audition than Tetsuo. This one's hard because I mean, because I, I, I know audition is a more like straightforward usually to watch movie, but it is very. I guess honestly, they're all kind of slow in their own ways. But I feel like house is just start to finish such a, a weird ride. It yeah, is, it's on the front more enjoyable to watch so I guess like the rest of, I would say House Audition and Tetsuo but I would say let this be a springboard you know you're dipping the toe of a, of a larger, larger cinematic world and maybe use, use this as a way to explore like more directors more movies and, and that's something that we're doing ourselves with you know, essential viewing and just regular episodes just just expand and see all the different unusual movies in the world and uh, I think that's just sort of a bigger journey for all of us and hopefully for you as well. So thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. Follow my art on Facebook, John Lost His Name Art. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at AYC's Podcast. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, any RSS feed catchers. You can follow us on Twitch. At twitch.tv, so that's all you can hear. We have we, we're streaming. Uh, Colton Wenzel, they did a spooky stream with Resident Evil 2. And uh, any um, any of our streams, they live in perpetuity on YouTube. You can go to that and uh, AYC's podcast. And let's see, I think that's all of our big plugs. And yeah, anybody else <laughs> plug their stuff now. My name is Colt. You follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Uh, all I gotta say is, um, Careful when you're pulling your watermelon up from the well because it might eat your ass. <laughs> yeah. I like groceries. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I love Genia Echo. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Winsley You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsley. Thank you. My name's Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at John Odinson12. Rest in peace, gang. Gang. Gang, gang. Gang shit. Yep. <laughs>